I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports, former Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Cobb, I wanted to start here because obviously we've had some more, we've had some more movement on the coaching carousel. Did it feel like it was a quiet coaching carousel to you because sometimes, you know, how you process it might not be how everyone else processes it. To me, it felt like it was a very subtle, quiet coaching carousel, despite the fact when you look up at the numbers, like, we had a ton of movement. Yeah, so last year's, I think, set an unrealistic bar for what to expect from a a coaching carousel. Last year was like the craziest version of NCAA football 2012, where you're just engineering chaos. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of chaos, with Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to LSU, Lincoln Riley going from Oklahoma to USC. Uh, there was nothing like that in this cycle. Well, at least there hasn't been yet. But you look up, and as you mentioned, today we see Jeff Brom leaving a Big Ten job to go to Louisville. And I know he has deep roots at Louisville. He was a quarterback there. His dad was a quarterback there. He's been on that staff in the past. But, man, you don't really expect to see coaches in this era with all the money the Big Ten is going to have going from the Big Ten to the ACC. So that's a pretty big one today, uh, even if it doesn't register quite on that national level like some of the others we saw last year. Yeah, because I was trying to – that's what I was trying to determine. Is it the fact that we didn't see – because, as you mentioned, LSU had an opening. They went and hired the Notre Dame coach. And, by the way, they weren't. it wasn't like they were throwing the Notre Dame coach a life wrap. Notre Dame had made peace with maybe Brian Kelly's not a great guy, but he's a great football coach. And so they didn't want to lose him. Oklahoma, you know, okay, well, we're, we're you know, U- USC takes the Oklahoma coach. And that made it very dramatic. The other thing that I was wondering is, is it was it more the drama? Or is it the fact that it felt like this year schools decided we cannot afford to be caught without a coach for more than, you know, basically a week? And it felt like that sped everyone's time frame up. And it felt like a lot of these searches were done pretty quietly. Yeah, that, that's true. So the, the timeline is definitely changing with the portal date, right? On Monday, we saw so many players enter the transfer portal. And I think a lot of schools feel like they've got to have a coach in place yeah. before that portal opens so that they can uh, keep the roster together at least to some degree. I don't know uh, how much that initial meeting where the guy stands in the – in the uh, team meeting room in front of however many players are still on campus and makes his little pitch. I have no idea how, how effective that actually is at keeping players out of the portal, uh, but athletic directors seem to be prioritizing that, that chance to have their new coach in front of the team 
Uh, and that's that's evidenced by the fact that, well, at this point, you know, obviously Purdue is open, but most of the bigger jobs uh, have been filled at, at this point. And uh, part of it has to do with that, that conference championship game timing as well. I mean, you, you look at Georgia Tech and Willie Fritz, and, and, and he was maybe going to go there, and then he doesn't because Tulane ends up in the uh, – in the AAC championship game, and then you look at Luke Fickle and, yeah. and think, you know, Dan Wolken po- pointed this out in the column that, that he had uh, this week. All right, if the outcome of that uh, Cincinnati-Tulane game is different and Cincinnati ends up in the uh, AAC title game, is Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin? I don't know. And, and is Willie Fritz still staying at Tulane? Uh, it just well, seems I, to me I would even a, back up a, a step further. If Cincinnati, like every other – group of five team that goes undefeated doesn't make the playoff last year. Is Luke Fickle the head coach at Notre Dame? Yeah, exactly right. And then is, is Marcus Freeman right. uh, the head coach at Cincinnati right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the dominoes are, are fairly ridiculous when you start to think about it. And it's crazy because of how much you invest. You're going to give a guy a $50 million coaching contract, but whether or not he accepts the job or whether or not you offer him the job is depending on uh, whether a certain team makes the conference championship game, and if not, like we're just going to go with our interim. Like that is just crazy when you think about the amount of investment they're putting into these coaches, and how the the timing of it is really just uh, so, so much of a determining factor in, in who ends up where. Yeah, it almost makes you wonder. Like, did Georgia Tech just decide, like, okay, we can't really wait any longer? Uh, our interim played here. You know, is this would this be our number one choice? No, but it's like. Maybe our number three choice on an on an expedited timeline is better because in the end, what's going to turn Georgia Tech football around faster is a roster. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at Wisconsin, and, and if Fickle ends up staying at Cincinnati, you know Jim Leonard probably gets that job as the interim. So you have interims who are living uh, on the whims of things they cannot control, really in any type of way. And, and maybe if Leonard had gone seven and one instead of four and three. In his interim stint, they would have hired him at Wisconsin. But it's just uh, – it is wild with the, the dollar figures and, and the, uh, the timelines. Uh, college football is is really spinning out of control in the most, like, glorious way possible. Uh, it certainly makes for, for entertainment, that's for sure. Because I was thinking about this. You and I have talked about this for a couple of years. Why does this feel less depressing? Because it felt like so much of what was happening in college football, honestly – is it maybe because now it's at least becoming more transparent? Is that what's making it more palatable? Well, and I think the players making money helps make it more palatable as well. Because when you hear about these contract extensions and these deals the coaches are getting and the way they're kind of leaving in the middle of the night, uh, these, these schools and these players who they've promised so much to uh, during recruiting and once they're on campus. And, and that's always just been a... a a, a little bit of a gross part about college football, and it it hasn't gone away. But now the reality is, but, the but to your point, sorry, no, of- just to your point though, you're 100 percent right. It's not necessarily like, and to sit there and act like every you know, Cam Newton did not play at Auburn for free. I think we can all acknowledge that. But it's like when you when you hear coaches talking about, listen, we can't we can't play the kids for all these reasons. And then someone will be like, well, what if we paid you $5 million instead of $9 million? And Well, we can't have that either. It's like, it was the, I think it was the hypocrisy that made it so distasteful. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now the players actually have the ability to bounce around too. Uh, you look at JT Daniels. Like, when this Ooh, what whole a thing story. started a few years ago, yeah, it's not a one-time transfer anymore. You know? So it's like these guys can go wherever they want 
more or less without exception, and they can chase chase the bag, so to speak, as well. So I think that takes a little bit of the grossness out of it. Well, I think there is also, like, with a guy like Daniels, I would love to know, like, and obviously when you enter college, you're you're probably a different person than when you graduate college. And you're definitely a different person at 27 than you are at 22, and you're a different person, you know, in your 30s than you are at 27. But do you think JT Daniels would ever have thought, hey, buddy, you know, when he was the number one quarterback in the country, what if I would have sat him down and said, hey, bud, you're about to leave West Virginia because you couldn't win the gig, and you're going to be on your fourth school at, I think he's going to be 24, right? Right. It's insane, yeah. And, and now, you know, the report from, from Pete Thamel yesterday suggests he could potentially play two more seasons, yes. which the math on that is really difficult to understand. But between a medical red shirt and I guess the fact that he only played in four games during the COVID year, he almost gets to double up on that. And you know, the reality is we could be talking in 2024 about seventh-year senior JT Daniels uh, playing quarterback. And we'll get to see how mature he is at age 27. You know, so uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and the fact is, you know, he could probably make more money continuing to bounce around in the college game uh, than he could by going and testing his waters and, and, and hoping to be a seventh-round draft pick. You well, know, I mean, or hoping to latch on as an undrafted free agent. To your point, many, you know, a lot of NFL scouts are already saying, hey, the quarterback draft class is going to be thinner and thinner, and this is the first year that you're going to start to see it because, you know, we're, we've already seen people basically say on the record, hey, man, if you're top quarterbacks are going for seven figures per year in college football. Like, it does make you wonder, like, are we are we going to approach a day and age where, like, if you just want to play college football forever, you can? Like, you know what I, I mean? Know. Like, doesn't it feel like that? Like, Tim Tebow, if only Tim Tebow were born, like, 20 years later or whatever, like 15 right? years later. Yeah, he'd still be playing. You know, it's crazy uh, that some of these, these guys, sixth, seventh-year seniors, uh, the COVID – situation is going to continue to have an impact. I think you're going to see the stigma around redshirting start to dissipate a, a little bit. because Especially one, if you're getting paid while played, redshirting. Right, and guys can already play in, in four games during that true freshman season or, or whenever in their college journey. If they play in four games or fewer during a season, that counts as a redshirt. So you're not just totally stuck on the bench and in the sideline during that redshirt year. You get paid, and then you get to extend your clock. And, and if you develop during that freshman year and you know you're not an NFL guy, well, you have another year to make money uh, in college football now as well. So uh, I think the stigma around retro is, is already kind of starting to to be reduced a, a good bit. And, and the college quarterbacks, you know, to your point, they're kind of like big men now in college basketball. Like they're yep. if, if you're not like the elite of the elite, there's not really any point in leaving. And you're at such a position of, of emphasis and priority that you can get paid uh, to come back. So, you know, some of these things we thought would be terrible for college sports, right? And we heard – for every time anything changes in college sports, you know it's the end of college sports as we know it, right? Well, yes, of course. You know, it's not it's not all bad. Like having some star power around in the sport and and having guys uh, play four or five years and getting to know them a little bit and, and whatnot. I think it, it makes things interesting. The only problem that I have with it, and it's nothing from a structural problem. It's just like. You know how? Remember when you were covering the NBA and free agency would first open. And you just you would spot somebody, and you're like, that person went to the Hornets. And you know that you are not going to remember that until the game that you're covering. The Hornets show up, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's where that guy signed. 
That's the only problem that I have is like we're going to see like Spencer Sanders is going to sign with like I would say Oregon State, but the colors are too. I could remember that because the colors are too similar. Similar, but like say Spencer Sanders signs with like Cal. There's no way I'm going to remember that until I actually watch Cal play. Right. The NBA example is Gordon Hayward, yes. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> going to the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Uh, I think that that did happen to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. He plays for the oh, Hornets. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, JT Daniels is a perfect example. I mean, I think a lot of people already forgot this past season that he had transferred to West Virginia. And then maybe you happen to flip on a, uh, a game on Fox or whatever. And there he is playing for West Virginia. And it's only going to become more so the case next season. Like, where can that guy go that's more uh, more rural and, and, and isolated than uh, than West Virginia? You know, maybe he's going to end up at Marshall or something to be playing on, on Friday nights. Uh, I, I don't know. But, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird phenomenon in, in the sport. It's, it's already manifesting in college basketball. This happens to me almost every night. Turn on a game and see a guy who, oh, yeah, he did transfer, didn't he? And, oh, okay. Like, I guarantee you, when people start tuning into Memphis basketball, yeah. really, and paying attention nationally as they play some of these bigger games over the next few weeks, there's going to be some folks out there say, wait, Kendra Davis plays for Memphis now? And uh, it is going to be that moment for them. And, and that's, that's part of the new world we live in. Were there any names that surprised you to see that went into the portal? Uh, you know, Sanders, you mentioned, he, he yeah. might just be kind of on my mind because you mentioned him, but he's a guy that was uh, had a good year, you know, was a big part of what Oklahoma State has done for the last few seasons. I don't know of the immediate secession plan there for Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State in terms of quarterback. I mean, his kid plays quarterback for the school, but I never got <laughs> the impression. Oh, good. I even got the impression he didn't want to play his kid. Right, right, exactly. So I don't think that's the secession plan. So I was, I guess, a little surprised to see uh, Spencer Sanders go into the portal uh, all in all, though, very little surprises me anymore. Uh, guys that you wouldn't think would leave, leave all the time, and, and you, you just kind of assume in some cases there's stuff going on behind the scenes, be it an offer uh, from another school or a, uh, a, a rift between them and the coaching staff. I mean, there's a couple out there who I think would surprise me. Like, there, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of smoke around Drake May, yeah. North Carolina. I'm sure some other schools can and would love to pay him more. But that one would surprise me, right? Like his brother played basketball in North Carolina. His dad played quarterback in North Carolina. That would be the one that would surprise me. It's somebody who had really deep uh, ties to a specific school. But uh, to this point, man, this is very rare that that a portal guy uh, jumps up and you say, oh, wow, I didn't see that one coming. You could talk me into Carolina fell a little sleep at the wheel and you know schools like Alabama and Georgia that are going to need a quarterback that they, you know, we know, listen, Cobb, we know there's no tampering. No tampering occurs whatsoever. But you could tell me that all of a sudden some numbers got tossed around and Drake May was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll go play there if Carolina's not going to do anything. But then I feel like as soon as Carolina found out, like it feels like as soon as the Yankees found out that the Padres were offering more, they just upped their offer. Like I feel like Carolina would do the same thing there yeah. with Drake May. Whatever Absolutely. the number was, they would match and then – Put another dollar on it. Yeah, and he's smart to uh, to sort of play the game a little bit. Sure, he's like a restricted. I would liken him to a restricted free agent in, in the NBA yep. to keep the, the parallels between sports going. You know, so long as the match comes in, right? He's not going anywhere. And I know the restricted free agents oftentimes don't have the choice, uh, but that's kind of how I would view Drake May in North Carolina. So long as the Tar Heels can match or come close to matching, uh, I would be stunned if if, if he leaves.
Yeah, it's like, like it's one of those classics. Like, just don't insult me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, keep it fair, and as long as it's fair, we'll, we'll be here. But I don't know. I guess that's kind of the other thing that I found interesting this week. I know he had not played a ton this year, and he's been banged up all year. Did it surprise you to see the Jackson Smith and Jigba could? Like I was saying, when people want to point to he could be a landmark case, it's like I don't know if he can be a landmark case because he had been injured and banged up for the whole year. But it's like it was a little surprising to see him very quickly rule himself out for the playoff, to me at least. Yeah, so that that one's been a little shady all year in terms of a hamstring yeah. injury. Was that a Jamar Chase? Yeah. Yes, and it, so it, to me, it's not unprecedented. I mean, the, the name recognition value there, the draft stock makes him a, a little bit of a name and somebody who we're going to talk about, but there have been other players who have, have sat to protect their draft stock and maybe just haven't been under the, the intense spotlight of an Ohio State, of a Jackson State. To, to be clear, so I mean sitting out the playoff. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. That, that is a concerning trend, maybe. I mean, it's not a trend yet, but it, it would be a trend if, if we start to see that in the 12-team era a little bit more, I, I don't actually buy the fact that it's going to be widespread opting out, right? Like, if you're, if you're a college football player who has gotten yourself into the position to be drafted into the NFL, and there's not a, a plausible reason for you to, to sit out the playoff other than um, I just want to protect my draft stock, I think you might actually hurt your draft stock by doing that because I think at least to a certain degree – NFL scouts value uh, the the want to factor, the competitiveness, and the reality is, if you're a draftable player in college football, you're getting a bag already playing college ball. So it's not as if uh, you know you're going to go hungry if if you if you have an ankle injury in the playoff and, and your draft stock slips a few rounds, or heaven forbid something worse and you got to come back to school for another year, you're still going to be making money. There's that insurance now that players have that they didn't have before. And I hope that keeps them, you know, from from mass opting out of the playoff. Now, if you want to opt out of a bowl, different story. We've seen that, you know, become a thing. Yeah, over the last I got no, years. I got no problem with what Will Levis did. Right, but if it's drive, opting out of the playoff when your school has a chance to win a national title, oh yeah, I, I don't know how well that plays uh, with NFL GMs and NFL franchises. Maybe I'm old school in thinking that, but uh, I would I would think that you'd have to really evaluate the risk reward factor there. I think, like anything, it's going to be a case-by-case basis. Like, in the end, do I think Jamar Chase sitting out an entire year? Like, I think I think when Bur- Burrow said, I want Jamar Chase, I think they went and got Jamar Chase. And I think, you know, I mean, you've already got some teams, you know, Todd McShay, and I presume, I presume it didn't just come from the brain of Todd McShay. You know, mm-hmm. some teams are not ca- not comfortable with what Jackson Smith and Jigba did. And, yes. you know, I... I don't know. I just keep wondering, though. I think it's easy to say it right now. I think when you see him at Pro Day and you see him run the 4-2, whatever he's going to run, and then you pop in that Rose Bowl tape, something tells me they'll figure out a way to, to come up with an excuse. <laughs> well, and, and the hamstring injury was legit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, those things can nag and persist. Do I believe in, in the heart of my heart that there's no way he could have played uh, later on in this regular season or, or no way he could participate in this college football playoff. No, I don't believe that. I, I think he could play if he really wanted to. But I, I don't want to say that from a place of judgment on the individual. I mean, I, I hope, I feel like we're kind of getting past, like, the old guy on the couch yelling at the college player because he chooses, 
you know, to, to do something with his playing career that he thinks is best for him, right? My question is, is it really going to be in the best interest of these players to sit out the playoffs uh, in the future? Uh, I think what the, the Jackson Smith and Jigba case is going to be an excellent case study in that. And maybe, maybe because of his status, because of how good he is, it works for him. Uh, but if you're a second or third rounder or day, you know, any kind of day two, day three guy in the NFL draft, and you sit out uh, the playoff when you have a chance to win the national championship and you're already making money, I, I just I feel like that that could be a riskier thing than, than maybe uh, we, we we see right now because of how how the NFL franchises are going to view that. Yeah, I was trying to think back if I recall because we were I had I think during the NFL draft last year we had I can't remember if it was last year maybe it was the COVID year there was a it was like if you were. Jamar Chase, it was fine to sit out. But remember, like, when you had a bunch of those, like, people like, oh, I got a first-round grade, and they sat out, and they were like, I remember, like, a lot of those guys ended up getting hit pretty hard, but it was like people that played, people that played ended up helping themselves. And I- We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.